I'm Michael Brennis, and this is the Showbiz Roundup. I spoke with the other members of the Jackson Heineman Shed trio, Keith Jackson and Adam Shed, recently for other projects. So I thought I'd give bassist Jacob Heineman his due on this program. A Madison native now living and working in Chicago, Jacob joins me to talk about his history and his burgeoning career. I'm here today with Jacob Heineman. Jacob, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Showbiz Roundup today. All right. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. Uh, you have a couple of gigs coming up in Madison. Let's focus on the trio with Keith Jackson and Adam Shedd first. Um, is this a collective trio? Is it an improvising group? Yeah, I'd say it's a collective trio. Um, you know, we all write for the band um, and not so much uh, free improvising, although a lot of the compositions have sections for doing open material. Um, but yeah, we all write for the band and then we also um, play a variety of compositions from uh, musicians like John Shikai, um, Bobby Bradford, Henry Threadgill, people like that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a mix of stuff. Interesting. That's a, that's a cool uh, repertoire. You don't, you don't get a lot of that, I don't think. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I was really excited about the group. And it was really Keith, uh, Keith Jackson, the saxophone player who kind of brought that to our attention. Um, you know, I've listened to a bunch of that music, you know, kind of free jazz in the 70s, um, and but never really played any of it, or at least the compositions. And uh, it turns out some really interesting stuff, some really interesting compositional techniques. And and so, yeah, Keith's kind of, he transcribes a lot of that stuff and brings it into the group. So yeah, it's really fun to work with. Nice. Um, the trio seems to work fairly regularly. You have a couple of dates, other dates coming up in May. And uh, you just wrapped a two-day run at a club in Indiana, I guess. Uh, it's unusual to play two nights in the same place, isn't it? Yes. So that actually didn't happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was canceled last minute because the venue basically double booked themselves. Uh, so we were really disappointed about that. Um, but we still have a gig at Elastic coming up tonight, actually. Cool. Um, so we're super excited. And uh, and yeah, we've been, you know, um, just kind of playing the, you know, venues in around town in Chicago. We all live in Chicago. Um, you know, Hungry Brain, uh, Cafe Mustache, uh, Elastic you know, places like that. I guess this is our, we played down in Indiana once. So I guess this is our second show on the road uh, in Madison. So really excited to, to come up here. Nice. Um, you're also in Madison with a quartet led by Tim Daisy coming up. Uh, what can you tell us about that band? Yeah, so that's really Tim's group. Um, it's a new quartet he put together. Um, we've just done one concert uh, like in January um, and he, Wrote a bunch of new music. Um, it's a group with, uh, I'm playing bass, Tim on drums, uh, Molly Jones, a great tenor player, and then Josh Berman plays the cornet. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's really fun music. It's super open, you know, um, and kind of catchy, melodic song-like material. It's, it's a lot of fun. Who's doing the majority of the writing for that project? All Tim. Okay. Totally his group. He put it together. He's writing all the all the music and and booking the gigs and stuff, too. So, yeah. Nice. Um, let's go back a little ways. Um, you're a Madison native. Yes. Yes. Born and raised. Awesome. Um, you graduated from Lawrence University. You've been in Chicago for, I think, about five years. And uh, two of which were, unfortunately, pandemic years. Um, 
Totally. Yeah. Can you give us some idea of what life is like for you at this stage in your career? Are you focusing exclusively on playing bass as a career? Do you have a kind of, do you have a day gig to pay the rent? Um, great question. Uh, I work, uh, I work part-time at a nonprofit, uh, in the mornings, um, which is kind of a pandemic thing before the pandemic. I was just teaching and playing. I love teaching. Um, and I was teaching a lot. And then during the pandemic, all my teaching stuff went online and I basically just got burnt out, you know, teaching online. I was teaching group lessons and like group classes online and it was just exhausting. Um, so I started working at this nonprofit and it's been really great um, to just kind of, you know, wake up in the mornings, you know, work, you know, my half day or whatever, and then have the rest of the day to, to work on music. And, and I still teach a little bit. Um, and then besides that, you know, I think, I guess this spring is the first time it really feels like I'm starting to be busy again in terms of music, you know, playing um, not only like jazz gigs and experimental music, but just like other gigs, like, you know, kind of jobbing mm -hmm. um, type stuff. Uh, I play at synagogues and stuff a lot. So a lot of that stuff is really starting to come back and, and that's been really nice. Yeah. Your calendar does look pretty full. Um, what did it take? for you to start making connections um, and to start getting calls, like when you first came to Chicago. Um, and then do you set goals for yourself, like who you'd like to work with, or do you let these things kind of unfold organically? It's an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think when I first moved to town, I just, I just went out to gigs and just started talking to people. And I think that's one thing I really love about Chicago is the scene is just, super open especially the kind of free jazz avant-garde scene like everyone's so nice and you know as soon as I told someone like oh yeah like I'm a bass player I like playing improvised music they were like oh like let's do a session let's uh you know get together so I, I feel like that's really just how I um started playing um and it's, it's different for like different kinds of music you know like um for straight ahead kind of jobbing jazz gigs that's a separate thing that I, I had a friend recommend me for some stuff friend from college and um, kind of got into that world through him. And, um, you know, other things are just meeting people or I have a friend from high school um, who's a cantor at a synagogue actually. And so he's gotten me, you know, some work. And so just, you know, it's just one small example of, I don't know, as a musician, you never know, just gigs come from weird places, <laughs> you know, especially as a bass player, it's just like, I don't know, you, you get called kind of for random things. Um, and then uh, the second part of your question is uh, setting goals for who I play with. I mean, I definitely feel like artistically, you know, I think we all have people that we really look up to and and and, uh, and want to play with and want to learn from. And so, you know, that's definitely, I mean, with this group, uh, with Keith, uh, he's definitely one of those people for me, for sure. He's one of my favorite saxophone players in town. Um, I knew his music before moving to Chicago um, and listened to some of his records and um, since moving here, I've, you know, I've heard him play a bunch and, um, you know, I had never really had a group with him before. So he was definitely someone who was on my radar. Was like, I want to play with Keith. Um, so, yeah. You mentioned some of the other stuff you're doing bass wise. Like, um, I know you're playing some klezmer and some yeah. other things, some jobbing things. Um, most of it, I suspect you enjoy playing, but do you find that you have to compromise at all to, or play some things that you might not? might not be your first choice to do in order to play enough gigs to make ends meet and 
I mean, I'm just talking in general terms, so don't feel like you need to name names or anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, man. I mean, I think I, I really think I just love playing bass, like upright bass. I just just like physically, I just you know what I mean? It's just so enjoyable to just play. So in that sense, it's like I, you know, anything I might get called for that involves playing the upright bass, I'm I'm like super down to to do it um obviously some types of music i like playing a lot more than others um and i haven't i feel like i'm not at a point where i'm having to sacrifice doing things i really love because i'm getting called for so many things that i'm maybe not so into um you know if if i ever reached that point where maybe i was say with jobbing getting called for jobbing gigs like every weekend and i was having to turn down like this cool gig with Keith, I'd probably choose to still play with uh, Keith and Adam, um, things like that. So, um, but yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I think just as someone who just kind of came to music from just loving the instrument, just loving the bass that I don't have so much of an issue with that, but I've definitely heard people talk about that before, for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there just seems to be something about playing upright. I don't know. There's something about the bass, the role of the bass. And, and as long as you can play upright as opposed to electric or whatever, if that's your preference, it just seems like, you know, any music that the upright bass fits into tends to be fairly cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good way to, to think about. Yeah, actually, I haven't really thought about that before, but yeah, it's a really good way to think about it. I mean, so that's something like I don't play a ton of electric bass like work. I mean, I, I do a few things and, and I'm happy to do it. But that's kind of one reason when I first moved to town, I didn't really want to, like when I say jobbing, I'm more so talking about like playing standards and things. I don't really do like top 40, you know, that type of work, which is great work. But I think one of the reasons I never wanted to get into that is because it's electric based music. And I'm just not as interested in in playing electric as as with upright. So yeah, I definitely, I think that's a, a really good point. There's There's something about just the instrument that just makes any kind of music you play on it really enjoyable. How did you realize that playing the bass was the thing for you? Did you have formative early experiences that really made it clear to you that this was what you wanted to devote yourself to? Um, your brother Gabe is also a musician. Do you come from a musical family? Yes. Um, yeah, my little brother Gabriel plays the saxophone. Um, yeah, I, I would say we come from a musical family. You know, um, uh, our mom is a uh, can sing and um i remember her doing that a little bit when we were kids and then our dad is really like really into music had a huge cd collection he plays the flute he made sure we all took piano lessons and stuff when we were kids um so yeah definitely encouraged by our family um as far as why i mean i think i guess you know so i think i, I was fortunate enough to have parents who like really just thought music education was super important and so when i was a kid um you know, after piano, they, you know, they're like, well, if you don't want to take piano lessons, you got to pick another instrument. And um, the orchestra needed bass player. So I ended up playing the bass. And then I just kind of stuck with it. It's just kind of something I did until high school. And then in high school, I started playing with like a bunch of different groups. Like I was in a funk band. I was in, um, you know, a few different jazz projects. I was in like a hip hop thing. Um, I played, uh, I played in the, um, the pit orchestra. I played in like the regular orchestra. I, I did all sorts of things. And I kind of was like, man, this is like really cool. Like I really love playing all these kinds of music and it's really fun playing concerts and stuff. And I feel like that's when I kind of decided like, man, I really want to start doing this and, and see if I can take it to the next level. And 
then I went to music school and and all that. Um, so, so yeah. Years ago at the New Breed Jazz Jam, when it was happening at the Cardinal Bar here in Madison, um, you were among a number of younger folks who would come down, including uh, Matt Blair, your brother Gabe, a couple other folks. Um, I hear from so many players how important the jam session scene is and was to them when they were coming up. Was it important to you in that way? And what was the scene like for you? You mentioned a few things, a few things you were doing like in high school, but what was the Madison scene like for you when you were coming up? Totally. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of that stuff, you kind of view the scene when you're coming up through like the lens of your teacher, you know, and I was so fortunate to have Nick Moran uh, as my teacher. And, you know, as we both know, I mean, he just plays every kind of music possible in Madison. And so I kind of kind of came up seeing the variety and the diversity of the music scene in Madison. And that that was definitely something that really inspired me. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, going to jam sessions for sure, you know, meeting you and Paul and, and hearing you guys play and, and sounding so great was super inspiring. Um, and just kind of, I think, you know, I think music is so, um, community is such an important element of music, you know, and I think going to sessions when you're a kid really helps you understand that in a way that just having a teacher with private lessons or, or playing in your, some bands at your school or something doesn't really, um, doesn't really teach you. Uh, so yeah, for sure. And, and also meeting other musicians, you know, um, I had some friends in high school who would also go to the jam sessions and that was something we could connect on. And yeah. So, uh, what's on the horizon for you? What, what are you working on now? Anything that we should know about? Uh, for sure. I, I have a, um, right now I'm mostly focusing a lot of energy on, um, well, first of all, this trio with Keith and Adam, you know, we have, um, this gig at Elastic we're playing at uh, Blue Stem next month and, um, you know, talking about recording, maybe touring, doing some more stuff with that band. Um, and then for my own work, I'm, I'm really focusing on, um, a quartet project right now. So I have a quartet with, um, uh, Ishmael Ali on cello, Molly Jones, uh, who I play with in Tim's group on, on flutes, and uh, Jeff Kimmel is a great clarinet player, and I'm playing bass, and um, I'm writing a bunch of stuff for that group. It's kind of like more like droney, ambient, a lot of space, you know, quiet, um, but still melodic kind of music. Um, so we have a few, a few gigs coming up in Chicago next month and hoping to go into the studio and record that, um, this summer. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm focusing most of my energy on right now. Is that more of a through composed thing or is that improvisational too? Yeah, it's right now it's more through composed. It started as more improvisational. Like the concept to start was like, I'm going to write these like really intricate chamber pieces of chamber music and we're going to like improvise in between them. So it's kind of like contrasting between like super open sections with like really kind of uh, structured sections. Um, but then, um, and so that was our first gig back in December, but then I kind of just decided I kind of wanted to just have it be less improvising and more, um, more through composed. I kind of, realized I was really getting towards like a particular sound and kind of aesthetic that I was interested in. And I kind of just, instead of having 
things be open. I just kind of wanted to like really go into that and see how I could kind of create like this, this world and this atmosphere. Um, so, so yeah, I've been writing a bunch of new stuff for that band and, uh, yeah, mostly through Compose at the moment. So. Nice. Well, Jacob Heineman, thank you so much for stopping by today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, looking forward to your upcoming gigs in Madison and, uh, all the best. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Michael. Appreciate it. That's it for this edition of the Showbiz Roundup. Our theme music is performed by Outside the Sphere, an experimental duo consisting of Tony Barba and myself. If you'd like more information about this show or any of the past or future shows presented by Bluestem Jazz, you can head over to bluestemjazz.org. And you can follow my doings or be in touch via rattletakebuzz.com. Catch you later. <laughs>